Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, we hey, need to bet you. You might have the Coronies. The Coronies? I don't think so, bro. <laughs> you don't have the Coronies? I don't have the Coronies. Mm. I might have bird flu. <laughs> but not the yeah, H1N1. You don't yeah. have the H1N1? Well, you know, my wife got uh, got bitten by uh, a cockatoo today. Twice. What? Oh. What? See, this is what cockatoo. happens. This is what happens when Martini says no, and you go try to do it anyway. So my wife's like, I've been wanting this bird for 20 years. I said, no birds. But I really want this bird. No birds. And then she starts telling me about it, telling me about it. And she's like, and it's $1,000. I said, Number one, no birds. Number two, you're not spending $1,000 on a bird. Anyways, I go to my daughter's soccer game. She's like, Reagan and I are going to go see this bird. I said, all right, but if you get the bird, do not pay $1,000 for it. So mm-hmm. she goes to see the bird. She's playing with it. She gives it a piece of banana. All of a sudden, it bites her finger. Yeah. And so she's like, ah, eh, not that big a deal. Probably happens, whatever. So she gets another piece of banana, goes to feed it to the bird, bites her other finger. And then the bird like starts chasing her around this place. <laughs> so now, yeah, dude. now she is deathly afraid of birds and never wants a bird again. Yeah, dude. Some birds are fucking dicks, man. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you this: as a ex supervisor of the animal section at PetSmart out of college, I would tell you this: bird. It's, this is a cockatoo or a cockatiel. I don't know. One of the two. Was it a big bird or a little bird? It was the size of my little dog, so it's a big bird. Okay, it's a big bird. It's a kind. Birds mate for life. So whether it's their handler or their mate, once they mate, they just mate. Like, they don't want anybody else around them. Yeah. Like, they'll literally, like, if their owner dies, they'll they'll pull all their feathers out and be mm. bald and just out of depressed. So if you don't buy a cockatoo when they're young and they're they attach to you, don't buy an old bird. Right. Yeah, this one was six years old. Oh, no. No. Hell no. Yep. No. <laughs> no. Now, the cockatiel, the cockatiel is the one that looks like a parrot, right? They're small. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. like kind of grayish yeah, with the yeah, white yeah. head. Yeah, yeah. Now, you can get those all day. This one's a big bird with like the, the poof on his head. Yeah, like the big yeah, white, well, the white. On the top of his head. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That bird, that bird ain't so. Yep. No. Yep. You gotta get them young, man. You gotta, basically, gotta wean them. You gotta wean them when they're, when they're like hatch and feed them the formula. If not, then they're done. You'll yeah. never sell that bird. I had a girlfriend like that once. Yeah. Yep. We could, all had. Could not sell I, her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I just, we just got canceled. The show just got canceled. Damn it. No, we didn't, man, because we're on lockdown. Mm. So, 90 days in the house. Hey, you know, everyone's giving away free comics right now, so that's all right. Yeah, man. What? What? Free comics? Yeah, dude. Like, Image is doing free comics. Valiant's doing free comics. Oh, should we intro the show? Wait, is that going to be in the show? Because I'm recording. We are recording. Are we going to get canceled if I put that on the show? Nope. Okay, good. Welcome to the Valiant Central Podcast. Where's my bell? I can't find anything. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. I, uh, <laughs> I, I cleaned my desk. I'm, I'm redoing my desk. So I got, uh, you know, one of those cable organizers for underneath. I have LED lights under the desk. like all this, But now I don't know where anything's at. Anyways. It's like Dennis's room from C2E2. 
<laughs> I, I saw I saw it look nice. Yes, it, it is. It, it looked very fancy. Uh, mm-hmm. Welcome, gentlemen. I'm Martin. Duan's here. Travis is here. Uh, we're all on lockdown. Are we allowed to joke about coronavirus? Because I might. It's your party, mad? man. But people get mad. People get mad, won't they? Listen, it, it'll be okay, folks. It'll be okay. Uh, we haven't recorded it forever. I mean, I haven't. This is uh, this is my first show back since uh, February 2nd. I haven't recorded yeah. in over a month. Well, you were due a vacation. I don't know about that. This job gives you two weeks pay vacation. Oh, well, what about <laughs> the other four weeks? <laughs> I mean, you're on your own, man. Yeah, I'm going to have to call Trump up, get some uh, corona leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there it is. Where's the bell, god damn it? I got to find it somewhere. It's got to be here. There it is. I found there it. There you go. I found it. That's not, the not title episode. We're ready to party. Uh, anyways, welcome everybody. It's uh, it's it's your boys. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I heard you guys had a good time at C two E two, so I couldn't make it. Yeah, we had a great time, man. That's good. I heard uh, you two were on a different level. We're smooth, man. <laughs> Travis and I, we were on the same plane, floating through the clouds. Yeah, same no, thing. Diving. I don't know what we're talking about, man. And <laughs> <laughs> we were, it was, this was an enjoyable C2E2. Yeah, great. Definitely. That's good. Yeah, it, it wasn't packed. Like, Travis, did you think the aisles were packed? Like, that was my big thing this year. It was like, you can move through. There were some, sometimes in Artist Alley that was like pretty crowded. Um, but no, like, it wasn't crazy. Hmm. I thought it was a good turnout, you know? Yeah, I've been listening yeah. to uh, all the shows and the recaps, so uh, mm-hmm. nice. And uh, I appreciate you guys doing the interviews, too. That was awesome. Yeah, man. It's definitely good to uh, talk to those guys. Uh, and also um, hanging with uh, Matthew Klein uh, and Connor from Valiant. Yeah. Um, they swung by the pad and uh, showed us like the stuff from like the retailer previews and stuff. Nice. Uh, just like, I don't know, just like teasing stuff from... You know, for like the next year, like over the course of a couple hours and feasting on pizza. So, um, yeah, man, it was uh, it was a great time. That's uh, that's awesome. Now I feel bad that I missed it. But, it definitely yeah. felt like the VIP treatment we did. It was cool hanging out with those guys. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, all right. So uh, we have gathered to uh, talk Bloodshot because we all saw it. Yes. And yeah, man. When did you guys go see it? Uh, what did I say? Friday? Yeah, Friday after work. They kicked us out of the office <laughs> for nine for nine. Seriously, they did. They kicked us out the office for ninety days. Travis and I were talking about this earlier. They kicked us out the office. I went to work. They told us Thursday that we we're gonna have to sit out ninety days, and then Friday we came to work to try to like get our bearings. And after two hours, they said leave. Wow. And uh, I was like, shit. I'm gonna go watch Bloodshot. Before they close the movie theaters now. Nice. That's when I saw it. Travis? Uh, I saw it on Tuesday night. You mm. son of a gun. Yeah, man. Nice. Uh, got a, uh, kind of an urgent text from Greg on Tuesday to, uh, to reach out to, uh, Eric Sullivan from, uh, DMG. Yeah. And he's like, do you want to go to the premiere? It's, you know, it's at 7.30 tonight. So. We hooked it up, went to the premiere, uh, went to the, uh, the DMG after party afterwards. Look at you. Ooh. Yeah, man. I, I basically just spent the whole night post movie 
hanging with uh, like Fred Pierce and Kevin Van Hook and Eric Sullivan and his wife, Monica. And like Eric Sullivan, by the way, just shouting out because like, I guess he's like a huge fan of the podcast. Oh, well, shout out to you, Eric Sullivan. Why, why hasn't he come on the show? Uh, I don't know, man. I think uh, definitely you've opened the door now. Um, but yeah, like he, he listens to, he said he listens to this and like VCR all the time. Nice. Like, he makes, he makes his wife listen to, to the podcast. His wife listens to the podcast. Oh, Mrs. Oh, Sullivan, man. we apologize. That's, that's a shame. Mm. Hi, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's cool. And Kevin Van Hook, huh? That's, that's, uh, you're balling, bro. Dude, like had some stories, uh, with Kevin and Fred because like, you know, like they're, you know, they're both great and Fred is hilarious, you know? Yes, yes. And so they were talking about like, you know, shit back in, you know, the early 90s and stuff. So very nice. It was very educational. <laughs> now, Travis, like, answer me this question. Did you have your, like, your, your white butterfly collar, bell bottom pants suit on for the premiere? <laughs> Uh, no, dude, I only pull that out for really special occasions. Oh, okay, okay. I'm just, I'm just asking. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty special occasion, Travis. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. Like, it's at the dry cleaners. What do you want? I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Did, did your maid run it down to the dry cleaners? Uh, yes. <laughs> you uh, like man. George and Wheezy, man. Good time. <laughs> I am moving on up. Clearly. Moving on up. <laughs> clearly. Clearly. Uh, very good. So I went uh, Friday night also. Uh, I was going to go Thursday, but I got tied up. So I was like, I got to work Friday. And uh, I was like, man, what do I want to do tonight? And I was like, ah, oh, I got to watch Bloodshot. And uh, so I was going to go to my normal theater, which is closer. And uh, the tickets are cheap. They're like eight bucks there. But then I was like, I need to get a new headset. And I need to go to Best Buy for that. So I ran to Best Buy and then to the movie theater next to that. Um, it was not very full. I will say that. Uh, I did not see any Valiant shirts uh, except my own. Shame on those people. Shame. Uh, but uh, it seems like the people that were there, the majority of them knew the characters. So I'm assuming they were Valiant fans. Uh, I did not plug the show uh, because I don't want people to be like, oh, I'm going to follow you home and stalk you. Uh, and give me a shout on the podcast. So uh, I did not tell anyone about the podcast, but uh, everyone seemed nice. Uh, it was assigned seating, but I did not seat in my seat because uh, everyone – like when I, as soon as I got there, the row that I always sit on, all those seats, all those people were there. And my seat was right in the middle. And uh, I was like, I'm just going to sit back here. So I sat one row back, and I was like, if somebody comes and takes this seat, then I'll move, which nobody did. There were people on either side of me. Uh, but nobody in my seat. So, anyways, it was good. It was good times. Uh, how'd you guys? Uh, how'd you guys like the movie? Give me. Let's do a. We got to do a spoiler free. Spoiler free. Spoiler free. Give me. Uh, give me a, a one sentence review. We'll we'll go spoiler free. We'll go spoilery in a minute because I don't think we can talk about it without going spoilery. Uh, but let's do a spoiler free sentence and then we'll sound the bells and go spoilery. You're up, Travis. Uh, I mean, you know, keep it simple, like great action and effects. Mm, I, like I think this, that, that's the same thing. I was really jaw dropping action scenes. Just didn't expect it to be at that level. Period. Yeah. 
Uh, and I'll throw in uh, really funny too, uh, which I was not oh. expecting. Uh, one character and, was really funny. Yeah, especially one character. We'll we'll get to that when we get into the spoilery thing. Uh, but yeah, I was uh, I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, I think. Did I was, you think the one character was Dinesh? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Kaiser wrote that into the script. <laughs> I immediately thought that. I was like, "That's Dinesh." <laughs> I mean, maybe. That's the next, maybe that, like, he just wrote himself in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not—he's not the boss, though. He's just—he's just a nerd. But it just—it just read the nest the whole way, just the whole character. Just, I'm like, you know, like the Easter egg. I'm like, that's a Dinesh Easter egg right there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I might Go be stereotyping. To... I may be mad. You know, people are gonna say hate mail to. Rombar 316. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's possible. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree with everything you guys said. Good special effects. Good action. Plot was very easy to follow, uh, even with the uh, the twists and turns. So uh, that was good. That was good. Uh, I got to tell you, that Aza Gonzalez, man, she is. Mm. She's a hottie. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. She's mm. a hottie. Uh, let's uh, let me let me do this. Let's just go ahead into it. All right, we're gonna go spoilery now. Um, I uh, I didn't know what to expect of the story because I, I didn't follow much. I only watched one of the trailers. Uh, I I didn't want to be spoiled into anything else. I think we've all been waiting for a Valiant movie for uh, thirty years, so it was it was great to finally get one. And uh, I didn't know what to expect. I you know judging by other comic book movies, I expected a lot of plot to kind of come from the comics and i don't think there was much of that at all here right aside from you know project rising spirit kind of uh in name at least being in the film uh there wasn't really anything else that related this to the comic yeah it it kind of mixed and matched it up right yes just, I mean, um, I'm sorry, Charles. Like what? What I was gonna say is just that you know, um, I think it makes sense, like to to make it stand on its own, like and and not try to immediately like pitch to a bigger shared universe. You know, like sometimes that pisses people off. Mm-hmm. You know, like Iron Man, aside from a post credit scene didn't like really be like oh yeah and get ready for 20 more movies sure yeah you know so in that sense like i don't know i heard it described a lot as um like their blade you know like basically this is like that they're kind of like hey we're we're on the map now like um you know so it's like it's that kind of film for them Mm -hmm. um maybe i just didn't know if we'd get uh, a retelling of something you know what i mean which it wasn't that uh, which is fine. I think uh, I'm 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 in the in the same train as Mike, for example. Mike talks about this all the time uh, from uh, from Geek Brunch. How he he doesn't mind when comic book companies take a story and turn it into a movie, uh, and that movie ends up being very different than what it's based on. Uh, I I agree with that. I think a lot of people are like, oh, like let's say it's Infinity War, for example, right? Oh, I love Infinity War. I can't wait to see it in, in, in theaters. And then it's not the same story. And some people were like, ah, blah, blah, blah. You ruined it because of this. Even though, like, it's still a really fun movie. 
right? Uh, and and I, I kind of like that a little bit more. Because if you're just retelling a story, then where's the surprise, right? Like, you read the story, bro. You know, if you want that, then just go back and read the story. Enjoy this this new thing that you're getting. And, and this yeah. was definitely very much a new thing. I think they definitely took the opportunity, to your point, Martin, as to say, hey, this is the bloodshot story in the comic books. But we're going to take our liberty to re to to introduce it to people. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we're not going to introduce it the same way it was in the comic book. We're going to take elements of it, like the the foundation of it. And then we're just going to tell our our spin on the story. And it was good. Yeah. I mean, it was it was really good. And in the sense that, you know, for for us, you know, we're watching it and we're saying, oh, that's different. This is different. That's different. Why are, why are they doing this? Or maybe they missed on this. But when I sat back and, and thought about it, I'm saying as a new watcher, because when I was in the theater, there had to be new people in there that just wanted to see it. And they were excited. They were like, oh, they were like open sponges. They were just soaking it all in. I'm mm-hmm. like, mm, good. This is good for value. Yeah. Very for sure. good. For sure. I mean, uh, I I do kind of wish now that we'd see KT in the comics because I thought that was a, a really cool character. And uh, you know, the interesting thing too is with her character when when they're talking about their superpowers at the beginning, uh, you're like, uh, okay, so this chick can like breathe on the water and you know whatever. And at first I was like, eh, that's kind of a dumb power. Uh, but I I really like the way that they use it in the movie. And and I'm sure a lot of that has to do with uh, Eric being part of the uh, the script writing, right? Eric Heiser, because uh, mm-hmm. he he did the same thing in his book for Valiant, right? Secret right. weapons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I liked how they they made them superpowers, but they were believable superpowers. It wasn't yes. like oh you got you know you got hit by some asteroid and you got this <laughs> superpower. It was. Very logical. Like, okay, you were in a battle, you got hurt, we have this technology, and we're going to make you better. Mm-hmm. So, like, it made it believable. Like, they're su- they, they're just enhanced humans, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's, it just sold it to me better than the old, like, oh, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. You got, like, I'll say it again, the, the meteor hit you, and you got this cosmic rays, and you did whatever. You're Fantastic Four. Right, no, right. It was like it was very believable, very easy for your mind to digest, and you knew where the character stand stood at that point, and it just made the story go uh, so much further and more reliable than what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I feel like I could have used a little bit more, kind of like firming up, like like what exactly they're powers were like maybe i'm just is i just feel like the uh the blind guy was like a little bit underutilized Mm -hmm. you know like in the kind of final fight i'm not really sure what his like enhancements brought to it like there's a little bit of that in the in the like the alley fight and whatnot in the chase scene yeah yeah i thought actually you know i i thought that was the the piece that it exemplified it a little bit better than the rest of the movie because uh, when, when we see him at first, he's got all the cameras uh, mounted on him. Uh, and you're like, okay, that's kind of cool. But when you have that chase scene and he puts the helmet on and he's got this, like, stereoscopic view, like, sky view from all the drones. Because like, I thought that was the coolest part. Like, he shoots these yeah. drones up. Yeah. 
and then he can he can connect and see everything that they're seeing plus like all the cameras he's got hooked up to him like to his body uh was really cool mm-hmm. did you think that he was more sympathetic to bloodshot yeah like, i mean i, I think know, sure I, I think sam hugan's character was obviously the, the antagonist right like he was pretty much a dick from the beginning yeah exactly um and i think uh that that was kind of a a line to toe uh, in terms of storytelling because with the way that he was he just like from the beginning he seemed like this guy is gonna spoil like the premise of the film you know what i mean because uh, he's such a dick and then you see the first time they bring bloodshot back in and he's basically retelling the whole story of what they're doing with bloodshot um i was like okay like i knew this was gonna be the guy Right, like he just had that smug look when you first meet him, right. um, and and yeah, you're right. I think uh, the the blind I can't remember his name. Sorry, uh, the blind guy was kind of Tibbs. Tibbs was that it? He was more sympathetic, yeah. uh, not quite to the level of KT, uh, probably because I think she was more involved in kind of resetting Bloodshot right back to zero. Um, but yeah, he was definitely sympathetic. But you know, at the same time, like they're just there for a job, right? Right. And well, they're kind of prisoners right well also i mean i don't i don't know if you feel that from sam hugan's character but you definitely get that from kt and all of the you know everybody that's on the staff in that room <laughs> yeah you know like if, if if they were like oh like this guy sucks i quit it's like oh, okay cool you know see ya in a couple days when bloodshot gets you yes yes so there is no quitting i don't think there is no quitting now. Uh, oh, interesting. She was uh, she was the, one of the bad guys in Alita. I don't know if you guys saw that. Hmm. Didn't catch that. Alita had all the CGI, so you couldn't really tell. She had uh, razor blade hands in Alita. They definitely made a point to have certain camera angles from her back lower than the waist looking up <laughs> at a certain portion of her body uh-huh. on strategic times during the movie. Yes. Did you not notice that? I definitely noticed that. Exactly. I I, yeah. I, I paused it as that was happening. <laughs> you paused it at the movie theater. Yes. Are, are you a cyborg? <laughs> <laughs> I used my uh, my nanites, nanites to uh, pause the projector. Mm-hmm, I did. Everyone's like, "What's happening?" I'm like, "I don't know. Projector's faulty. Just enjoy the view, you know Ellis." You know the only issue I had with the whole movie, like I loved it all. You know. Was it like a 10? No. Was it a 5? Hell no. It it was definitely a solid 8 for me. Mm-hmm. The only scene that got me was when he he met his wife again, like his yeah, his wife that he hadn't seen in 5 years. So they yes. were in London, England, right? Yes. They're in England, he sees the daughter, that's not his. Da 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 da. And they go through that. And then the next action scene is in Johannesburg, South Africa. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa! Like, how do we go from <laughs> London to Johannesburg? They were globetrotting, bro. Uh, just that that I think that's the only fault in the movie. The whole, you know, and that's being very critical because it was it was a lot of action scenes in in South Africa. That that whole scene was just loaded. And it was awesome. Yeah. But if you just look at the movie, you're like, damn! How do we go from Piccadilly? to south africa so I, I think that would be the only critique i have and maybe i missed something and if i do tell me let me no, know no no no. i you have a point 
Uh, there is a lot of globe trotting in here. Because uh, you know, like you're in Italy, and then you're in in London, you're in South Africa. They were somewhere else too, like Turkey, maybe I can't remember exactly. Uh, they were they were everywhere. Uh, I think some of that I maybe missed because some of it was happening in simulation, and some of it's happening in real life. Um, the 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 only issue I had with this movie was with my favorite character of the whole movie, uh, which is Wiggins, the uh, mm-hmm. the, the tech guy. Uh, oh, I know what you're going to say. Yep. So so my issue is you have this tech guy, right? He's super smart, super awesome, can do basically anything with computers. His name is Wiggins. When the movie starts and Bloodshot sees this guy that kills his wife, uh, we can talk about the plot a little bit here in a minute, and goes to find him. That guy's name is Axe. Now, why <laughs> not just name Wiggins Axe? That's my only issue. Just switch those two names. The other guy could be Martin Wiggins. And then the computer guy can be X. Oh, I see what you're saying. I know. Yeah. yeah. Dinesh he's needs funnier. To, he needs to explain that. Dinesh needs to explain that because he knows better. He, he he that had to be purpose purposely done. It had to be. I mean, there, there was like, a joke with Wiggins's name, but I mean, I think like just for that joke to work and having that guy be named, it was a whatever like Wilkins Wiggins or something. Um, I, I think the payoff would have been better in terms of fan service to name the guy Axe uh, and forego the joke. But wasn't Axe like in the original EXO, like the first four issues? Yeah, he was in EXO. He was in a huge part of Harbinger. Right, right. I don't know. I just know Wiggins was Ronnie's favorite dude, and we both agreed on it. Yes. When we saw the movie, <laughs> we were just like, Wiggins stole the show. <laughs> he just did but the only thing I didn't get was so like when you had the big fight scene at the end and, you know, Bloodshot, Vin Diesel or whatever, basically was on life support. And then they show up in this trailer with this souped up kind of like laboratory. Like what happened in between then? Mm. Like you, you just don't you just don't know. You mean and it's, Wiggins has, it's a simulation, bro. You think that was a simulation at the end? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, That's what they're I saying. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get that. That's a good one, Travis. You didn't see. You didn't like a the light and whatnot looks exactly like the simulation at the beginning, yes. like with with his wife in Italy or whatever. Uh, and like then at the end, Wiggins is saying like, "Oh, isn't this like perfect? Perfect? Oh, it's a little too perfect. Like, are you sure this isn't a like sim?" And then they cut to black. Mm. Okay. Because so he said, you know, go ahead, okay, go, ahead. Go, ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, good. Yeah, because he said, well, I took away. What did he say? You don't. There's no need to recharge basically the nanites anymore. I took that away. He said stamina, right? He was like, yeah. you have stamina, stamina now. And then they had the cheesy sunset scene. So I didn't pick up. Yeah, tell tell me what what you're picking up on, Travis, because I didn't get that one. I didn't I get just, that point. You know, it just seems to me that. Um, you know, he's waking up at the end. Everything seems perfect, you know? So like, I think he's still in a simulation. I don't know where, who's got him, you know? Guy Pierce is probably done, but somebody else could have him. Hmm. Okay. See, so that explains another issue I had with Wiggins in that scene when he just shows up and he's all blinged out. And I'm like, where'd all this bling come from? Exactly. Okay. Thank you, Travis. See, what this means is I need to go see it again. That's what it means. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, like, whatever. You know, it's 
it's a little inceptiony, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like how do you how do you interpret it? But yeah, like I think that was the idea is is maybe he's still in the machine. Mm-hmm. And that goes along with the comic book, right? He's always we all they always play on this thread of he's free, but no, he's not free. You know, he's out there in the wild. Oh, but no, he's not. He's still being controlled by somebody. And he's a, he's a, he's a, a war weapon, right? Mm-hmm. That's what he was in this movie, right? He was there to take people out. He's a hired hand. He's his machine. And yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I didn't think about that. They got me on the end because I thought he was just free, like roaming the world, doing what he, doing what he wants to do. Because like he, there was the pool that he was starting to get his memory back. Right. So he saw his wife. He starts seeing that he was being manipulated. Mm-hmm. And then when Wiggins freed him from what we think he was free, I'm like, all right, he's out there and he's a free agent now. He's going to do what he wants to do. But to your point, Travis, it's like, nope, somebody's somebody's uh, t- controlling this guy. Are you telling me my favorite character is the villain of this movie? Yep. Oh, Wiggins? Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. Damn you, Travis. You just ruined. Thank you, Travis. You ruined 2020. Yeah, me and that coronavirus. Never heard of it. Fake news. (laughs) Take that. Okay. But uh, that I, makes sense. That makes my, sense, Travis. That I, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I really yeah. like that actually. Mm-hmm. I'm mad because yeah. I didn't catch that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like it's visually striking, you know. Like, and I kind of wish they didn't hint it like so on the nose right at the end, but it's there, you know. Um, it's still an action movie, so you can't you can't be like too obtuse with it. Um, sure. yeah. Okay, so can I uh, tell you the the one thing that I of course didn't fully get? Yeah. So I just think it's like I didn't get why they it, you know to the extent that they can make these perfect simulations that that you know like encompass real people, why they need to to reenact all of the scenes with like KT and the other cyborgs like. To, to go through a script, et cetera, each time when they don't really change that portion of it, they just really change like the outfits they're wearing. Seems like you could do that in a simulation and you wouldn't have them necessarily be as emotionally attached to this like thing that's otherwise a toaster. Correct. I think, I think that could be easily explained because especially they explain it in the comic books and even in the movie in the sense that, you know, he's dead and he's controlled by the nanites, but he still has this recall to his human side, right? So it almost seems like they need to satisfy his human side. So he needs that personal personalization in the sense he needs to be able to sit there and have a shot of tequila with somebody or <laughs> feel close to a woman or, you know what I'm saying? Because I mean, not, to your point, you, you could just program him and just say, go out there and kill. But he still has human elements about him. But he's like know? a he's like a creature of revenge. So it's strange that they need to to be like, here's the like we're gonna you know give you this kind of new surrogate family and then jog your memory so you can go off alone on a like a suicide mission without these people that you've 
bonded with like somewhat I I don't know. But didn't you see on the computer screen like his revenge factor was just only one element. There was like three elements and and I can't remember what it was. The one was like revenge and there were two other elements. So that's that that's just taking me to think that, you know, they played on still like there's some you know, still being alive or human element about it. They didn't, they didn't just go on revenge. Cause if it was just revenge, you know, when they were doing the simulation and they were taking the blood and the phone and the, the guy with the gun going to shoot the, the prisoner and they had on the computer screen, they had like, you know, revenge. Ah, damn. I wish I could remember what the other two elements were. Um, it just seemed like it was more to him than just programming him like a computer well maybe i guess to your point it opens the door for other mission scenarios you know like i think in like an early bloodshot comic it's more along the lines of like a like a like a they program like a hostage rescue that's like supposed to be his like army buddy or something and that's that's going to be a different mission than like go you know, kill everybody to get to your target. Hmm. So maybe they need to test other scenarios. But see, well, so, was obviously- so th- that brings up another problem, though. So if if the reason they need to have this real life element to the whole scenario is to appeal to his human side, um, what is it about the simulation that can't do that? Because uh, it seems like it's pretty intricate, right? So is yeah. like they they just can't program like KT being sad or whatever like they can do that if they can program the the crazy guy doing the dance they can't program that ass <laughs> <laughs> but you got to figure like those enemies he doesn't have any personal attachment to them so they can simulate that it was like his uh, his crew and KT. That was more of like a physical, emotional attachment, Mm -hmm. right? He needed to see her swim and do her thing. You know, he's a human in a sense, as more as he's like a a robot. So they're trying to like tap into all these different aspects of him. So that's why he sat there at the pool and watched her swim and do her Tai Chi in the pool when he couldn't sleep when he brought back. And then she sat there and he could have kind of like a, social interaction when they were drinking you know the, the, he's obviously not totally computer he has a human element because he kept having the dreams right mm-hmm. like he kept having the dreams about his wife being killed which ended up being a program which still crazy at the end my question is how did he become bloodshot because to me mm-hmm. the whole movie was a simulation of his wife being killed and they strategically took him to London and said, well, your wife is alive. And she's basically like, I dumped you because you didn't come home. I wanted you to stop being a warrior. I wanted you to be a, a husband. Right. I left you. So I'm like, everything we learned in the first part of the movie was a lie. So how did he become bloodshot? Did he volunteer? Did they, did they put him in the program? What the fuck happened? Excuse my language. This is a children's program. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because his wife, his wife is, was like confused. Like I haven't seen you in five years. I moved on. And he's like, what the hell? So how did he become bloodshot? 
I, I'd rather not have that explanation because uh, I think at that point it kind of loses some of the allure, right? Um, it's like the whole thing with Wolverine, right? Remember Wolverine used to be cool, and then they give him an origin story, and it's like, eh, I don't care anymore. Yo, can I also uh, make an analogy to uh, like like the Mulder mythology mm. in uh, yes. in X Files? <laughs> like every time they're like, actually, this happened. You're like, uh, okay. <laughs> it's, yep, I'm sure this is the truth. This is gonna be the final word. Right, and the thing is, like, Bloodshot doesn't know, right? And you, you're here mm. to learn about this guy. And why why he's doing what he's doing, but he doesn't know, so you shouldn't know either. I'm yeah, okay with that. Yeah, but they play on they play on his human side so much because, like, you remember the, in the movie they kept saying like his passion. Remember mm-hmm. how they hated him with, with the guy with the legs. What was his name? Uh, Dalton. Got Dalton. Yeah. He kept saying like passion. He just he just keeps going, and that was his human element. Like he was very passionate. Like he'd see his mission up to the end, and he would just kill anybody. To the, especially that light, that last fight scene, like he was dead. Like his nanite level was down to two percent, and he just kept going because he had a heart. That was his human element to him. So they kept playing to it because that made him a better machine to get the mission done. And he, he's complex in that sense to me. Right. Right. It's just like they can't program him to say, go out, seek, kill. They had to, like, play with him. That's when the simulations came in. That's when KT came in. You know, like you need to, he has this social element to him because they couldn't detach his human emotion from the mechanical side of him. That's what's confusing. And they know I don't think they ever addressed that like fully. That's understandable. So you guys are saying, like, I don't want to know it. You know, that's that's Mm -hmm. funny that you bring that up because I brought up Alita earlier, and this is this is a theme in Alita, uh, because Alita, without spoiling some of the surprises, uh, is basically a human brain inside a robot. Uh, And the reason for that is that no matter like how how much advanced tech you have and like how many cool things you can make this robot do, um, a, a machine cannot copy like the instinctual responses of a person. Um, so all you can do is like enhance those things with a body that's not like, you know, shitty flesh. And that's kind of what we're seeing, I think, with this character. We're like, he's still, he's still a human inside, even though like he's literally, there's nothing human about him, right? His body is completely nanites in this movie. I mean, it's not all nanites, it's just got nanite blood. Dude, yeah, he's, he's all nanite. Look at the beginning when they. No, it's he's got tissue, dude. He's made of tissue, but then but he's got nanites going through him. Right. So so they patch him up and stuff. All right. All his right? blood but has been replaced he's by not nanites. Made, yeah, but his his body is not made of nanites. I mean, it basically is. When you you, you have a lot of like matter in your body that's not blood. Well, sure, but like in that scene where they cut his hand right at the beginning. To mm-hmm. show him the nanites, like his yeah, that's blood. His hands like a wave of nanites, bro. No, that was the the nanites. Blood, were, I agree with Travis. That was kind of like his blood. And I, I, just... I, it is, it is his blood, and they say that in the movie, right? Yeah, uh, but he's still made of tissue. He's still made yeah, of and tissue. Bone. 
But but what I'm saying is his 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 mind is not there's no nanites in his mind, right? Like that's all human. No, dude. Like I don't know. Like if if that's the case, then how come when you shut the nan you like they put the the spike in his back, like it shuts his whole body down? Because the nanites are what keep him alive. The nanites shut down. I guess. Okay. No, the spike was to get them a, a network connection to the nanites where they could shut him down. Yes, but you can still shut him down remotely any number of ways. Yes. And like when the, an EMP can shut him down. So the nanites have to be functioning for him to work. Right. Because it was a, he's, symb- he's, it was he's a symbiotic relationship. He's, it was a symbiotic relationship. No, but that's what his I'm saying. Nanite, there was no they way- supported his body. Yes. But what I'm saying is if they if they shut the nanites down, he goes down. Yeah. Which means that if he has no nanites, he's not alive. You it see was what I'm a saying? symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that got me was that they had to keep recycling the nanites because it would almost seem like the the nanites were always in the favor of bloodshot, right? Yes. Like they were always learning and adapting. So they had to take all – every mission he did, they had to take all the old nanites out and put new ones in to put him on a new mission because if they kept the old nanites in, he would learn and he right. would eventually figure out what the hell was going on. Right. Which I thought was very – like I don't think we saw that in the comics, Mm-mm. which was cool to me. I, I really like that. Yeah, I like that too. Also, uh, you don't need to eat a cow on film. If uh, you just replace the nanites, he needed to eat yeah. the cow. He, he needed, needed to eat the cow. cow. I was hoping but for it at some point. Imagine the uh, you know the product placement opportunities. You know, I don't know Slim Jim. Who's got money? Mm-hmm. Shake mm-hmm. Shack, dude. Chick Fil A. Eat more chicken. Yep. He just Steak. he just shows up to In and Out and he's like, "Give me a hundred by <laughs> Steak and Shake." <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that, they said that at the beginning of the movie, like, um, we've, we, we, what did he say? He said something like, um, we basically figured out a way to recharge them, mm-hmm. which we haven't been able to do before. And you're like, oh, okay. All right. Well, this opportunity is a cow. Yep. They needed a cow. They needed a cow. Yeah. And a cow. Yep. Could I, uh, could I throw some props towards this movie for certain things, uh, that like, I really feel like in whatever, let's just say six, seven years of comics haven't really been as thought out per se as we're seeing in this hmm. to it. Go on. Like why you see the, the circle underneath bloodshot's clothes at all times. <laughs> right. Yeah. Never address, never ever addressed in the comics you're like okay does he wear a shirt with the same circle on it or does he wear shirts that have holes in them in the exact place on his chest right so good on them they got that uh and also the nanites like when he bleeds and etc like what what's happening with them you know, like that's something that I I don't remember seeing in a Bloodshot comic is like they they like back. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like everybody be getting infected by nanites all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And also, I thought it's super cool just seeing like but bo- like the body parts that have been blown off, 
like coming, like getting sucked back in with the nanites and reconstructing, you know? Yeah, they uh, they they spent a good bit of money on special effects. A lot of money. It paid off. Yeah, the flower scene in the tunnel. Oh man, that was awesome. And I love how they specify like, oh, it's flower. Yeah, that was. You said it was cocaine. I thought it was (laughs) sure. (laughs) Come on, now they weren't in Colombia. It's okay. That's a lot of cocaine to to like stumble across. Uh, yeah, those, those effects are great. Uh, I think some of the effects were not as good, uh, but I don't think they're really any better in other movies, so it might just be a technology thing. Um, the uh, the fight scene in the elevator, for example, I thought – like I could tell it was CG. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, it, I thought it looked decent. Yeah, it, it was fine. Uh, with uh, with Dalton sometimes when he's running and he's got the, the robot legs – you can kind of tell like the CG was there, right? Like his 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 lower half wasn't moving quite l- correctly to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, dude, it's a movie. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not I'm not going to see this movie to like analyze special effects. I'm going to see the movie to have a good time for an hour and a half. Yeah, you could definitely tell it wasn't a Marvel movie special effects level, right? There's definitely a drop off, but. The action scenes were still phenomenal. I mean, the tunnel scene sold it to me. The flower in the tunnel, I'm just like, whoa. He was he was kicking ass, which you want from Bloodshot. You know, you don't want this lovey-dovey trying to, you know, inter- you know, you just don't want this internal Bloodshot story that you got in, like, the Lemire run. It's just, I, I loved it. I love it. He just kicked ass and he just was like, I'm going to die doing this, whatever. He was just on a mission from whoever to do what he had to do. And it was great. And, and the, I never thought flower would make a, a scene like really impactful because the contrast from the blood and the fighting with flower. I'm like, man, who thought of this shit? Uh-huh. This is good. This uh-huh. is really good. You know? <laughs> Flower. I'm buying. I'm about to buy a bunch of flour, man. You know. Uh oh. You know, Are you? Everybody's buying toilet paper. Scene? Everybody's buying toilet paper. I'm buying flour. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Here, here's the thing. Uh, I'm just gonna throw this out there, not to talk about coronavirus again. Uh, this movie is not reviewing the best. Um, I think it's what like 60 percent or something like that. Uh, which I think huh? is. I think that's like. About normal for a Vin Diesel movie, so whatever. Wait, 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 wait. Are you talking about Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, is it lower than that? Yes. Let me look it up right now. 31% last time I checked out. Wow. 31%. Yeah, that that doesn't make sense. Uh, maybe yeah, no. What, it's, what's the other side? It's inexplicable, dude. What's the other side? Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Metacritic? Or, uh, Metacritic. I don't know. There, like, there's, there's some thing about rotten tomatoes that like it's they're just a caveat it's not a garbage <laughs> i think it's it's strange but it's not the the largest number of reviews that i've seen yeah so maybe there's a slight statistical drift for sample size uh but it it is kind of inexplicable like i i feel like i'm watching a different movie you know mm-hmm. it's like they were they review all the 
Fast and Furious movies pretty positively for the last many years. You know, I don't know what is the difference between that and this. It's just like, I don't know. Yes. I, I, I judge it off the people in the theater. So the theater, when I went, it was like 1.30 or whatever. Maybe it was 20 people in the theater. And this was the dine-in where you can get food. And, you know, people were like, Jumping up were reacting. They didn't jump out their chair, but they were saying reactions, you know, to certain scenes. And I'm like, that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, oh, 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 or they would laugh. And I'm like, that's good. That's a good response mm-hmm. to a movie, especially a movie that people don't know about. It's not like Captain America or the Hawk or something else like that. They actually took their time to come out and see this movie. They took a chance on it and. Like, all right, this, it may end up being a cult classic kind of type movie, maybe at best. I mean, I don't know. I liked it. I, uh, so, so to bring back this, this Corona thing. uh, Yeah. No, no movie this weekend's doing well. Exactly. Right. So Bloodshot was the number two movie in the box office. Uh, and it beat, it's number two behind number one by like half a million dollars. Mm -hmm. Um, so right now, domestic gross for this movie is five million. Uh, and this is probably only like Thursday, maybe Friday numbers. Um, the movie that was on top of that is, uh, I still believe, I don't know what the hell that is. I ain't watching it. It sounds terrible. Uh, Bloodshot sounds like a fun movie. I still believe sounds like garbage movie. Um, anyways, but the budget for this movie is 45 million. And to go back to mm. your point, Dewan, like, you know, Disney's not spending 45 million on a Marvel movie, right? Like that's the first 15 minutes. Right. Uh, so I can forgive some of the issues with like special effects, for example, just judging on the on the budget. Like how many how many action movies do you make for forty five million? Uh, John Wick, and that's probably about it. That's like a that's like a college you know term paper movie. Yeah. At USC. So I mean, is this movie gonna make its budget? Right now, there's no telling, man, because nobody's going anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, I was at the movie theater. There was nobody in the lobby. There were, like, three people buying popcorn. And this is a Friday night. Like, I went to a 6.30 show. Yeah. The coronavirus is killing this movie. The virus is killing this movie. Because this movie, I think people were excited about. They promoted the hell out of it. I mean, it was everywhere. You know, ESPN, whatever. Everything. Every time I would turn on the TV, it was like bloodshot. People were texting me, like, Oh, your movie's coming out. It ain't my movie, but I'm gonna go see that sucker. Uh-huh. And yeah, I think it was just bad timing. If this movie fails, it's gonna be not because the movie's not good. It's because of circumstances mm-hmm. outside the control. I mean, it, it, you should see the movie. You know, it's not the best, but it's not the worst by far at all. Well, it's very enjoyable. I very think it's, enjoyable. it's solidly good. Yeah, I think it's good. You know, like, why, I, I'm not, like, I think people should see it. I, like, I don't know. Look, here, here's, the, here's the way, so tonight I went to this barbecue at my in-laws, and, uh, after we were grilling out, we started watching, uh, Fast Five, okay? Um, uh, mm-hmm. because, uh, my brother-in-law wanted to make fun of Vin Diesel for two hours. Um, and, you know, I was watching this movie, and then I thought back about Bloodshot, and, like, Bloodshot is, Kind of like a, a comic book version of a, a Vin Diesel movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of his movies have a very similar formula. Uh, they always have, like, the really hot girl. And the ending's always like them running into the sunset. Right. So, like, 
I mean, this is exactly what I expected this movie to be. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I'm sure that some Valiant fans might want, like, uh, whatever. A retelling of their favorite story. Who cares? Whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. You're not going to get that. But you are going to get to see, like, fucking Bloodshot in, on, on the big screen. Played by, I mean? Played by Vin Diesel. Played by Vin Diesel. Played by Vin Diesel. That, right? that, that's all you can ask for. That that was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. You yeah. can't beat that, man. You can't beat that. Can't beat that. Can I just jump on to Martin's comment? Like, you know, anybody that's concerned, in my opinion, about changes to the, the character and the plot or whatever, like lack of a larger continuity, all of that is kind of just like, have you not watched the Marvel movies, you know? <laughs> People love those, and there's a lot of, like, liberties they take through all of it, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's about, the, like, the essence of the character and how are you going to make that work in a different medium, and I think that they succeeded. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. It, 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 as a Bloodshot fan or Valiant fan, it was more than what I expected, period. See, I expected nothing. Uh, my tweet last week was uh, something about Blizzard coming out, and like, I just want to go and have a good time. You know what I mean? Everyone's freaking out, biting on the toilet paper in the world. Uh, you know, they're, they're, when they run out of food, they're going to eat toilet paper. Uh, I'm just going to go have fun and watch Blizzard. Yeah. And, and I, I guarantee you, within the next 30 days, Aaron will go see this movie in New Jersey. <laughs> I don't know. And he's Jersey's the biggest lockdown, hater. Bro. Man, he's the biggest hater of this movie as it is. It's you. You have to see the movie. It's, Ronnie said it best. He said it's the best movie of the year. I wouldn't say that. That's kind of biased, but it's not the worst. It's for a Valiant fan. It might be your best movie of the year. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's really exciting to see Bloodshot finally on the big screen. Um, you know, the trailers leading up to the movie are all Marvel movies from the theater I was at, and then you get to see Vin Diesel play Bloodshot, and Dinesh and his crew, did, they did a great job. Yep. They did a really, really good solid job of bringing that character there. And, and if it, I, if they had a bigger budget, I think it would be even better. Well, and so so that goes to my point. Um, because after I watched it, I realized why they went with Bloodshot as kind of the, the lead-in to this Valiant movie thing. Um, I don't know if they're going to make any more Valiant movies, okay? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't really care. Okay, I'm sure Valiant fans will be like, I want everything to be a movie now. Uh, if it happens, it happens. Cool. If not, I'm cool with that, right? Like, I'm here for the comics. If I get movies, then like, great. That's a plus. Um, so I don't know if they're gonna have more movies. If they do, great. Uh, but having seen this, it, it made me realize how smart it was for them to choose Bloodshot, right? Um, Think about like what other property could you make into a film with with a budget like this, right? Like Exo's my favorite character, so I w- obviously I want an Exo movie, but you cannot make an Exo movie with forty five million, no. right? An Exo movie is like a three hundred million dollar movie, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Eternal Warrior, like you can do one with a low budget, but Gilad is not as charismatic as Bloodshot is, mm-hmm. so I don't think that would appeal as well. Uh, same with Harbinger, right? Like you can't do a Harbinger movie for forty-five million. You end up doing like a, an episode of a CW show for forty-five million. Shadow Man. No, Shadow Man, you could do. You can do a horror flick for like five million dollars. Yeah, man. Practical effects. Yeah, but as, outside of that, like, what else could you do? Like, it has to be Bloodshot. 
Archer and Armstrong? Mm-mm. No. No. I, I don't think that would have the, the, the larger appeal that something like Bloodshot has. Because it's an action movie. Mm-hmm. And people like going to see action movies because it gets your mind off of all the bullshit for a couple hours. And then you go back to your thing. I almost think that they would have to bring back a, a Bloodshot 2 before they brought back either, you know, a Harbinger 1 or any other property that they bring out. You'd have Yo. to do mm-hmm. book 2, you know, story 2. Yeah. I I mean, I was at at the after party. Everybody from DMG was saying that next up is Harbinger. That's what everybody's talking about. Right. So I don't see it. Not after like, okay, you got the, you know, people are not going to the theaters to support this movie because of the virus. I mean, because uh, well, I mean, Harbinger is a different I mean, story. But it's a different studio. It's a di- yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a different, different story. Look, here's the thing. Mm. Harbinger, it, it, cool. I hope it still happens, right? Because that was the plan, right? They do a bloodshot, then a harbinger, then a bloodshot, then a harbinger, then the harbinger wars. So it's an X-Men book, right? Like it's an X-Men story. Right. Right. Um, you know, you, you're saying you don't see it now with all this stuff. I mean, like, it's not even in production yet. You know what I mean? So by the time that that gets made, you know, Corona might be over. We might just, uh, we might all be dead by then. We might yeah. just all be uh, podcasters because you can't go outside anymore. True. I would just say, why don't we do another reset with Bloodshot, Bloodshot 2 or whatever, or Bloodshot the other story, and then film Harbinger at the same time and game, you know, gauge the temperature to say, okay, we're going to release this the next year out. Or just put him out I, back to back. Bloodshot yeah, 2, could, now with more Wiggins. More, Wiggins sold it. I love Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Dude, when he first showed up, I was like, this guy sucks. And then he started talking, and I was like, yep, this is why I'm Wiggins, here. Wiggins and KT. Yeah, it's hilarious, dude. Yep, he was great. Uh, what else in this film? Um, I just wish it ended better. You know, I really did. You know, I thought that's... that too until Travis mentioned his thing. Yeah, that's true. I'm still digesting that. Cause the, remember, I, I, on Discord, I said, this ends like Top Gun. Just, you know, sunset, you know, they, maybe they could have explained it better. It just, it just didn't sit well to me. It was just a dry ending to me. Hmm. It just didn't get to me. Yeah. It just, it just didn't sit well. I mean, how so? Like he, you know, he beats the guy who's been kind of making him a, an unwitting slave and like then he comes back to life. So you just thought it was a little cornball or? It was, he shows up in the camper. He, he, he wakes up on a, a table. Wiggins got all this suit like bling on him and he's like, you're better. And I'm going to walk out the camper and see KT and we're just going to ride off in the sunset. But now the way you explained it, it means a lot more, but I don't think they, they gave us enough information at the time to say, Hey, this is why we're ending it the way we are. Hmm. You know, I took it, I took it at face value and I'm like, this is a weak ending. I really thought it was weak, but now that you, you gave the background information, I, I'm like, it's a strong ending. But at the time I'm like, this is weak. I, yeah. I think the ending could have been better. I agree. Hmm. Uh, but it was fine. I think it was yeah, it c- compared to how much like just nonstop the rest of the movie was. Uh, it was very slowed down for that ending, uh, and I, I would have liked to see more. 
But whatever, yeah. it's fine. Even the love interest between KT and Bloodshot, it was kind of like, hey, Pally, yeah, you know, let's ride I, off. It was, it was low key, dude. Yeah, like, imagine though, if like, if it had been like, you know, whatever, you know, like, KT goes in the trailer and like Wiggins runs out of the trailer and it starts rocking back and forth and like driving down the road. <laughs> like, that would have, that would have been worse. Yeah, I mean, cause it, they, they kind of tease this. She had a, she had an attraction to Bloodshot some way, somehow, whether, even if it wasn't like love interest, she has some sympathy to his, his plight, right? Mm-hmm. Cause she knew the, the human element about him. So I'm like, okay, you're, you're pumping this up. And then you have this end scene where she's sitting out looking on the water, sunset, and he comes out and it's like, are we going to like play into this love interest or are we just going to be pallies? And they played into the pally thing. Like, okay, you know, I'm glad you're healthy. Let's keep rolling. And the way I took it initially, I'm like, mm, this is weak. Hmm. Now the way Travis, says it i'm like i understand it now i can understand why it was weak but yeah it just it didn't i thought at initially they could end it better fair enough yeah so, i have uh, another thought yeah go ahead psycho killer oh my god dude <laughs> that shit was so funny i hated it at first did you guys <laughs> hate it at first well, at first I'm like, Wait, I liked it. I-, I thought this was a serious movie, and then that happened. I was like, okay, maybe not a serious movie. Yeah, I liked it. I I just I thought his dance moves sold it, and then like in the montage where you're flipping across the people and they're like, you're like changing the face, like I thought they were all like like sold it pretty well. Like mm-hmm. I I liked it, you know. I think they I bet they spent a lot of money on that. <laughs> but if that's your script. To get him mostly attached to the mission, uh, I'm like, you could have did better. Like, you got a guy with like sandals and high water three color socks on from the 70s and a coat in a meat factory. That, uh, it's just Ronnie and I talked about this. I'm like, this is cheesy. You know, it's like super cheesy. I, it's I just like think, Pulp Fiction I mean, or no, Reservoir Dogs, right? Yeah, it was definitely like that. You know. Well, you got to remember too. That's kind of a setup when you when you get what's going on. Yeah. Then it helps you realize certain things, right? Because when you see that same guy, uh, Axe, he's got like you know all those bodyguards, and you have your your favorite scene, right? The flower scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that 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 guy is obviously a totally different guy. Right. Right. Because mm-hmm. you're getting that before the reveal, so it kind of makes you think like, wait, like why is this guy so scared if he was dancing to Psycho Killer like 10 minutes ago. Right. right. And, and then you get yeah. the reveal and you're like, oh, okay. Like, yes. Now I get it's, it. Exactly. When you first see it, I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> and then when the story progresses, you're like, ah, I get it. Yeah, right, right. Well, that was a ba- that's a ballsy scene. I, can I say that? It was a ballsy scene at, at first. They took some risk with that, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Okay, okay. But remember later when Guy Pierce is talking to, like, uh, you know, fake Dinesh. Uh, and he's like, <laughs> he's, he's like busting his balls for like, or like how, how ridiculous that moment is. You know, like maybe how derivative of like other horror movies, etc. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it speaks to the idea that, um, it is like a simulation, 
It's not real. It's not believable, you know? And, you know, this is like actually a, a observation from my wife, which is that like, I, we, she wonders if, um, like it's in the way that it's front loaded in the beginning with these kind of like the stuff that is simulation and doesn't seem real that maybe that hurts somebody who's coming in and not knowing what it is. They don't, re- they don't necessarily go back and think about, Oh yeah. So maybe that's why the first 10 minutes are cheesy. Man, you're right. Because you make a lot of sense there. So we read the comic books, right? So we know bloodshot is a huge mind screw, but man, if I didn't know anything about bloodshot, I'd be confused watching that movie. That's huge. That's really huge. I, I wouldn't want to see somebody that didn't know anything about bloodshot to see what they thought about it. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's in there, right? Like it's like, I think what you need to, to figure that out is in the movie, but you need to watch it more than once because like when you're getting it in the middle or afterwards, you don't necessarily, you can't necessarily process it in the same way. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying, like if you didn't love the action scenes, you wouldn't be hooked to the movie. Right. Sure. Cause the, the backstory, the backstory, you'd have to wait to the whole movie to get it and try to process it. And it's complicated. Like we're sitting here talking about it right now, but Oh yeah, that's, that's kind of interesting. Hmm. All right. Final thoughts or should we rate this movie up? Oh, we're rating it up. Yeah. Let's rate it up, bro. 35 out of five. Ooh. No, I'm not doing that. Uh, I'll get, I mean, I'm going to give it a solid score anyway. Go first. Okay. I'm going to give it a 7.25 out of 10. I'll, I'll go an 8.5. Wow. Out of 10. Did yeah, not expect not? that. I like it. I'm a 8.2. Dang. 8.2. Now I feel like everyone's going to call me a hater. And I love this movie. It's a very, I loved it, man. Like, as a Valiant fan? Oh, hell yeah. It. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I loved it. More Valiant movies and TV shows, please. Also, like, some good toys, please. Like, what, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, I think they should put a Valiant card a real Valiant card at the beginning, like Marvel has at the beginning of their Yes. Movies. How are you supposed to know that you're selling a, a freaking shared universe if you don't front load it and people see it and they're like, oh, I've seen this before. Well, so they had 10 freaking like producer cards before the movie <laughs> and no Valiant card. Yes, there were. There were two, actually. Uh, there was one that said based on the Valiant comic book, which yes. – I, I did not like that card. I think it should have been specific, and it should have had a logo. So that I will agree with. Uh, and then there was another one, something about Valiant Entertainment. Yes. But you're right. Fair. It should have been more prominent, and you got to have the logo. Branded, dude. It was at the end, and it looked nice. Yeah. Got to do it at the beginning. My thing is all the, the pre-credits were Marvel movies. New Mutants, Morbius. I don't even know. Oh, New Mutants is not coming out till next year now. Man. They delayed it again. That's all I saw. That movie's That's been delayed for like six years. That's all I saw, man. Uh, what did they I see? They need to put Harbinger in there. I saw Top Gun Maverick, uh, Morbius. Shit, I don't remember anything else. I remember those two. Oh, I that, that scary movie. Uh, the Green Knight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah saw that. Yeah, I'm going to see that. I think at the end of the day, hats off to Valiant great better than what i expected five years ago yes they did a great job 
They did a great job. Give me an ex Man of War statue and a toy, please. You need to get a baseball. Dude, all we get is goddamn bloodshot toys. What is up? I don't know what you do with your bloodshot toys, but they have baseballs. I have a baseball. Oh, you got the – oh, yeah, I didn't get – I'm the only one that don't have a damn baseball. Yeah, I got a Dr. Tomorrow baseball. Yeah, I don't have one. Well, Sorry, okay. Dwayne. I don't, I don't have one either. It's what? Okay. Nope. Greg Katzman, shame on you. Greg, they don't like us, Greg. He might not be able to send you one because he's on lockdown. He is. He is. He's been on lockdown twice. Yeah, yeah. He, what, he had the flu, oh. right? So he didn't go to C2E2. He did not go to C2E2, which was smart on his part. It was smart on his part. Listen, we can't blow up Greg's spot. Greg's the man. Uh, Greg is the man. All right. We, we we need to get you guys some baseballs. Come on. Listen, I don't even like baseball, and I got a baseball. And they canceled our baseball season, so I need a baseball. <laughs> I can't umpire. I need a damn – and this is a soft talk. This is not a real baseball. This is not something that will, like – I could throw at Martin's head, and he would be concussed. This is like Nerf. Oh, dude, I'm going to take some... this baseball when I go toilet paper shopping later. Right. Ooh, that's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so my daughter had a soccer game today, and afterwards, uh, we're all you know saying about each other, whatever. And uh, and one of the dads made a joke. He goes, uh, "We won. We won like four to two, and it was a really good game." And he's like, "Man, I'm glad we had a really good game." He's like, "All sports games are all." He's like, "All sports are canceled except girls' soccer, so gotta enjoy it." And I'm like, "Yep." yep. <laughs> Put that on ESPN. This- that's the, that's what I was about to say. ESPN <laughs> is playing anything that's going. They had like the North Dakota Boys State Championship game. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, that's terrible. Mm. It's hurting us too. Like as officials, like this is our second job. Yeah. You know they're canceling our games, and it is what it is. But yeah, it's rough. So we uh we had an emergency conference call Friday. They uh they canceled all corporate trips. Like there's nothing going on. Uh, still gotta, still gotta go to work. You gotta go in the office. Yeah, oh, that's man. fucked up, man. Yep. For right yeah. now, they're they're still doing that. But uh, there's no there's no travel to any other offices. There's no no corporate people going anywhere. Nothing. So that's good. They, they told us like, man, get get your house duties done that you haven't got done. Mm-hmm. They're like, just work, log on to the computer. And do what you got to do. So my job is to take wallpaper down before this baby comes. <laughs> there you go. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, we, uh, th- I think we've only had two confirmed cases so far. Uh, oh, it's and, coming, dude. And they're not even here. It's like an hour and a half away. So, yo, I know no, it's coming. It's, com- it's coming. I know it's coming. That's all right. My father-in-law's a prepper. I don't, I'm good. Oh, you're good then. I'm going you're to his good. house. So, so when this baby comes, can, can she be on the, uh, podcast? Of course. Are you gonna name yeah, it KT? Do... No, we got our names. We got a name picked out. Is it Martina? Sonic. Martina would be a great name, just just for the record. Martina. Martina. I'm I'm gonna name her a Lotto Stud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Since he said that, there, there, did you guys catch the Kobe joke? Yeah, <laughs> dude. Uh, man, I was watching it and I went Kobe, and I said, ah, oh, too soon. Oh, what happened? What's the Kobe joke? When when Wiggins is he, in, shoots, he shoots the basketball. Oh, and he missed. Yeah, and he missed. He goes Kobe, and he misses. I said, Oh man, yeah, too right. soon, too soon, too soon, too soon. That's yeah, the man. 
I mean, it, it's it's a little timely in that sense, right? It is. Mm-hmm. Like, it they is. had no idea, but, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I, I don't know, man. I still do that shit. Like, I, I've done it for years. Kobe. Yep. They used to say Jordan. Back yep. in college, they'd be like, Jordan. Yep. And you miss. These kids don't know about Jordan. They think it's just shoes. They don't know, man. They don't know nothing. They don't know nothing. So you mean the, the guy from the underwear commercial? Get off my lawn, Travis. Yes. Oh, the guy from Space Jam. <laughs> who is that? Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> New phone. Who this? I know. Who was it? Who 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 was doing Space Jam? They were redoing it with somebody else. LeBron. Oh, it was LeBron. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. LeBron shame. LeBron shame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this episode up. Thank you for listening to the Valiant Central Podcast. Uh, stay safe, everybody. Don't do anything stupid. Keep listening to the show. If you're in lockdown, we have 170 episodes. I just made that up. It's probably less than that. Uh, maybe more. Who knows? So go listen to uh, all those and uh, leave us a review. Send us an email. I don't know what that is. Uh, hello at NerdLegion.com. You can, of course, find us all on Twitter. Uh, Duan is at CollectValiant. Travis is at the Great Magnet. I'm at GeekVine. The show is at Valiant underscore Central. Catch you on the next one. Thank you.